I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side, The Funny Football Show. Seemed impossible to consider Maurizio Pochettino could be sacked by Tottenham with less than six months in. That's exactly what happens. Gert, who's back? Back again, you know? Josie's back. Tell your friends, this is Josie. Can I for one am blooming thrilled? Football may well be a soap opera, but Jose Mourinho is a Hollywood blockbuster with all the explosions, car chases and alien invasions that you could ever hope for. And predictably, the special one's return to the Premier League has been every bit as dramatic as anyone could have hoped for. It all started out of the blue, really. Sure, there was some talk about Mauricio Pochettino being under some pressure at Tottenham, but surely Daniel Levy wasn't going to sack one of the club's most successful ever managers just a few months after leading his team to the Champions League. For one thing, Pochettino had turned Tottenham around. They were a club knocking on the door of the European elite, whereas six years ago they were... they were... well, they were a team managed by Tim Sherwood and captained by Michael Dawson. For another... Everyone knows that Daniel Levy is a chairman with an eye for a bargain only matched by Newcastle owner Mike Ashley, doing his weekly big shop in Aldi, browsing the oops aisle on Black Friday. Surely the £12 million in compensation would put him off pulling the trigger. And then, on Wednesday evening last week, Daniel Levy lost his mind and sacked his Argentinian manager in a move that just felt a little bit sad. There was little celebration, there was little anger, it was just over. It felt like a couple who'd realised their years of arguing and bickering wasn't good for either of them and they just went their separate ways. Even the goodbye message that Pochettino scrawled on his dressing room tactics board when he was unable to say goodbye to his players face to face had a sad, end of relationship kind of feel to it. Although, I'm not really sure he thought that through personally. Given some of Spurs' recent performances, I'm not sure many of the players had given the tactics board much attention. Could be months before they notice. And, just like when any marriage or long-term relationship comes to an end, at Spurs, it's the kids I'm really worried about. That concern was only compounded by what came next. Now, there's something called a dead cat strategy or dead catting. It basically refers to when you've done something big and stupid that you don't want people talking about, so you do something bigger and even more stupid to distract them. The thinking being that the bigger, crazier, badder, nastier thing is more juicy and interesting than the smaller, less nasty, less crazy, less bad thing, which just kind of slides by under the radar. For example, you never hear anyone talking about Harold Shipman's unpaid parking fines, do you? And if Daniel Levy wanted bigger, uglier and nastier, they don't come much bigger or nastier than Jose Mourinho. Not uglier because, you know, it's quite a silver fox, right? (whistles) Everyone was shocked when Mourinho was made the new Spurs manager and everyone thought it was a terrible match. Everyone predicted the same old Jose Mourinho three-season play that we saw at Manchester United and the second time around at Chelsea, i.e. first season win a trophy. Season number two, have a few arguments with the players, the media and everyone around you. Season three, burn down the stadium, murder the captain's rabbit, try and sell the club for a pound on eBay and get a job as a Russian TV pundit. But the second Jose sat down in his very first press conference, everything just seemed to change. Jose seemed to change. He was, well, 
smiling and joking. He even had a one-liner in response to something he said back in the days as Chelsea manager. Years ago, when you were at Chelsea, you were asked if you would ever come to Spurs and you said, never, I love the Chelsea fans too much. What's changed? Yeah, before I was sacked. <laughs> the big question was, however, what kind of one was he going to be this time round? Previously, he'd called himself the special one. He's tried the happy one before. So what was he going to be this time? Well, let's take a look at some of the headlines and see if we can work out what he said in his press conference. Here's the evening standard. They've gone with Jose is now the humble one, or so he'd have you believe. The Daily Star have gone with Jose Mourinho insists he is the humble one. And if we look online at Fox Sports, they've just used the humble one. I guess it's a little bit cheesy using the same thing time and time again, but hey, it's his thing. It's a trademark. Right, can we play the little bit of the interview where he calls himself the humble one, please? You know, like the papers say, where he calls himself the humble one. Oh, so he didn't say that at all, and it's just lazy journalism. Cool. So what did he say? I am humble enough to try to, to analyse, which was what I did to try to analyse my career. Not just the last year, the evolution, the problems, the solutions. I was humble enough uh, for that. So he doesn't quite call himself the humble one, but he does remind me a little bit of this guy. You're not known to be a humble man. I think I am actually humble. I think I'm much more humble than you would understand. Hang on. Is Jose Mourinho actually football's version of Donald Trump? He likes defensive football, so you could say he tries to build a wall. He branded criticism levelled at him about his lack of youth development as fake, fake news. news. It's phony stuff. And he owes a whole load of his success to the involvement of a little Russian fella. Jose Mourinho is Donald Trump. The question is now, can football Trump follow in the footsteps of Pochettino, Tottenham's most successful manager since the 1960s? Can he match a record that... Hang on, got it here somewhere. A record that bought the club. Um, here it is. No league titles, no FA Cup titles, no League Cups, and uh, let me check. No Champions League titles. Yeah, quite some boots to fill. He does, however, seem to have installed a new energy in North London, and some portions of the fan base do seem instantly on board with Project Jose, like this dude who popped up on Sky Sports News and may just be the greatest Vox Pop ever. I'm very happy. Energy. I wonder why. Um, last night I heard a lot of um, people talking in regards to um, the sacking of uh, Pochettino. But this morning, Mourinho, hello. Energy, Mourinho, hello. Do you know what? I think that guy might be the special one. It's brilliant, but I do wonder if he might be getting elocution lessons of Unai Emery. Good evening. When it comes to Emery, everyone is using his classic good evening as a little bit of a joke, right? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening. But this week, a Sky Sports News pundit, in my opinion, crossed the line and was lucky not to get a punch in the throat from Emery when questioning the manager about his team's 2-2 draw with Southampton. Just check this out. Unai, good evening. It's not been a good evening, though, for you and Arsenal again. Once again, the fans made their displeasure known. That is just taking the piss. We all know it's his thing, and you know what? Good on him for having a go at speaking English and doing a bloody better job than I do at speaking Spanish, or that reporter does at speaking Spanish, I imagine. 
but everyone just takes the piss out of him saying good evening. But doing it to his face like this is a little bit like going up to Roy Hodgson and going, Well, Roy, what would you reckon to that wretched reaction to the girl? It really must make you worry, worry angry. It's just patronising, and I'm not entirely comfortable with it. After all, it's just being a bit mean picking on someone because of the way they speak, right? When you think about it, what's it got to do with his actual ability to do his actual job? We're just getting too caught up in the cult of personality that surrounds football managers these days. He wasn't given the job because he can or can't say good evening or because of the way he dresses or from where he's from or the way he speaks. He was given that job because of who he is inside and probably his ability to finish fourth in the league. I've no doubt he's a nice bloke. I've no doubt he's got a great character. I've no doubt he's got a vision for the football club and tactical nous. But because he says good evening a bit weird, everyone just takes the piss. Maybe we should all just have a little bit of respect, come to terms with it, get over it and give him the prop... Uh, do you know what? Actually, forget it. He's going to be sacked soon anyway. So let's just take the piss until he's sacked. That's it from On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. There's things I ask you to do at the end of this podcast, and if you've not done them yet, well, shame on you. Jose would be very angry. All you need to do is three things. One, click subscribe so you get the next episode as soon as it's ready. Two, leave us a nice review on iTunes. Tell everyone and us that you like what we do. And three, give us a follow on social media. If you want to find us on Twitter, at On The Left Side, you can find us on the other ones as well. You just have to search On The Left Side. We are the only one who have got a little yellow logo. And I will see you next time for more Football Funny. See ya. Mourinho, hello. On The Left Side is written by Anta McGinley and Jim Jellison. I think this is a very, very funny show. Very, very funny. I think very good. And for me, the only football show to listen to is the only one I listen to because they have respect for Jose. Respect, please. Respect.